Hey everyone, and welcome to the Body Positive Mum podcast. I'm your host Adele Johnston, and I really hope that you do take away some really awesome, super duper top tips from this podcast. That's what it's been designed for. If you do like it, please make sure that you give me some kind of thumbs up or subscribe just so that I can keep you up to date with any more content that comes your way. And have an awesome day. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Body Positive Mum podcast. I've got a super exciting episode lined up for you today. I have got a really influential guest joining us and Lucy, well we'll just give you her name straight off. So Lucy Warnock is joining us. Um, Lucy, I don't know if any of you have come across any of her content previously, but if you have not, then Lucy is a lifestyle and mindset coach. And she's someone that I've looked up to and worked with quite closely over the last year. She's really shaped her own lifestyle and lived her own values phenomenally. And just having her as a friend as well has been something that's really grown over the last year. So Lucy, um, she runs her own podcast. So if you've not already jumped onto it, then if you find this really influential and you find this really beneficial, then definitely head over. I will pop the link to her podcast in the notes section so you can just click and follow. Um, but for those of you that maybe want to go and search a bit more, then have a look for the LMF Mindset Podcast and you will find her across all podcast platforms. So without further ado, I am absolutely rubbish at introducing guests, so I'm not even going to attempt to do this. I'm going to ask Lucy to just give us a little bit of an overview. So Lucy, if you want to just give the listeners a little overview as to who you are, what you do and where your passion lies, and then we can get started with some really good questions. Of course. Hi, guys. Um, So yeah, as Adele said, Lucy, I was quite touched with that introduction. Um... As I was saying today earlier, I'm usually on the other side of a podcast. This is the first time I've actually been interviewed. However, um, I am a mindset coach for athletes as well as lifestyle. Um, My passion kind of came from, with mental health and mindset, from having a difficult upbringing. Um, I've suffered with severe depression and stuff in the past, um, and that I, I then dove into mindset coaching for athletes because I am also a competitor. I've competed over the last year and a half, which is how I came across the lovely Adele. That's how we met. And um yeah, from there I've still I'm still very much I love fitness. Um however I am a great believer that mindset is key to success in any aspect of life. And the reason I was quite, um, I feel quite blessed to be on this podcast is that I'm also a great believer that younger, the younger generation, they do look up to us a lot more than what we think. And as parents or even as old, if you've got younger siblings or nieces or nephews, it's very important to be aware of the messages that we're sending, which is why I absolutely love um, Adele's podcast. I think it's extremely, it's on point and what a lot of people need to hear. But yeah, that's a bit of a touch on who I am and what I do. Um, And I'm super excited for this. Awesome. Thank (laughs) you. I don't know if you're hearing this, but I think we're getting a little bit interference. So hopefully it's not 
it's not too annoying for you guys listening to this. There's a little bit of like a scratching, but hopefully it's not going to interfere. Um, and you can still hear all the good stuff that Lucy's got to say. So yeah, basically the reason that I've asked Lucy to come on here and we've waited a little while to do this because we've had quite a few different catch-ups and um, chats around mindset and just in general, like how that plays a role in your lifestyle. And we've looked at various different aspects of how that interacts with well-being in general as well. Sorry, um, you've you cut off there. Sorry. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, you're back. You're fabulous back. life of technology. Great when it works. <laughs> Great when it works. So yeah, I hadn't asked you any questions. You're fine. You're off the hook. Okay. Um, but what I was saying was, it's just it's amazing that you know when you and I first came across one another, um, I've very much gone down the kind of obviously the, the kind of nutrition the wellness the lifestyle yeah. from that piece and, and mindset Absolutely, crosses yeah. over into that so we have some awesome coffee chats and we dive deep into the nitty-gritty of well-being from Everything. within yeah whether that's <laughs> from like gut health or you know right up to your mindset and and your, your muscle memory and that's yep. something we've chatted a lot about so I'm interested because obviously we we have had a lot of kind of non-recorded off line chats around a few different topics and things yep um and my brain is completely buzzing because I'm like what one do we talk about first so there's probably going to be opportunity to to maybe do part two and part three on different yeah, aspects absolutely. um but I think that and I'm just purely thinking ahead to what the listeners are maybe going to benefit from the most um given that this is more predominantly based around the kind of family and childhood nutrition, um, you know, and again, just general lifestyle and upbringing. But the, the kind of main focus for me is to be able to influence that through the adults in their lives. So yeah, I suppose from my point, then if we were to play a little bit on that and just have a general yeah. chat, I'd probably be quite interested in First and foremost, I think let's start at the start at the very beginning. Um, from your professional opinion and where you go with your own studies and research, do you yeah. believe then, and do you feel that mindset and that kind of mental state of mind as a child? Because I'm purely thinking about where I am right now with two going on nine year old girls we're kind of reaching points where I constantly start to question, are they reacting the way that children normally react? Are they lashing out because they're tired or because they're hungry? Or, you know, you constantly as a parent are yeah. questioning your own skills and abilities. And I've touched on it in a previous episode about self-limiting beliefs and, you know, yeah. self-sabotage. You know, we hear about this all the time of women mostly in corporate careers yeah but equally I think that we fail to talk about and fail to notice that most parents go through that every day of their life where they question you know it's almost a like shit should I have said that to them or should I have raised yeah. my voice at that time so I suppose my question then to, to give a bit of value to the, the listeners would be do you feel that that mindset and that that mental state of health and well-being has a lot 
to play then from childhood into adulthood? Does that almost shape who you become as an adult? I would say yes, depending on the circumstances. Because obviously we're all born with personalities and our personalities are then shaped down to our circumstances and then how we view other people responding Mm -hmm. to certain circumstances. However, we still have who we are at our core. Um, And I'm a firm believer that when you're a child, I would say between, I'd say a child and an adolescent is a different ball game altogether. Yeah. But when they're slightly younger, I personally don't believe they don't know how to react in certain situations. So it's almost like touch and go. What can I get away with? What can't I get away with? Um, They are probably going through the whole motion of what's normal, what's not normal. Because I remember when I was at that age, I didn't really have adult influences telling me right from wrong. And we've had a discussion about this. So I had to kind of play off how other people responded, my age, or teachers, or friends, parents, as to how I was behaving. And I would most definitely say that actually caused more issues when I then went into my adolescent years. Mm. However... That was because I was getting responses from left, right and centre. And I wasn't, because I was so young and I had so many things going on, um, it was difficult to pinpoint what was me and what was, okay, how I was behaving because someone else was behaving a similar way. Hmm. However, I would say kids at that age... As I say, they're very much testing waters, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it sounds, I feel bad like putting this in a comparison, but it's like raising a puppy. Mm-hmm. Like I, like what I didn't put into the, the, to the intro is that I'm also a qualified dog groomer. So I spend a lot of time with dogs. And it's very much the same case where they learn when they're younger. Then they get to that stage where they're like, they know how to behave. Mm-hmm. But... They're then picking, I'm going to push this. Mm-hmm. I know how to behave. I know what's expected of me. But how much am I going to get away with out of my own personality? And this, I would say, is mm-hmm. where personalities are developed. Because it then comes down to how other people are responding in their own in their own age mm-hmm. with adult influences. How that's being dealt with mm-hmm. and how that's been handled that then goes on to how they then deal with things growing up if that makes sense no it completely does and I think that you know everybody's circumstances are very different to everybody else's and you know my own personal because I know that we've had very different upbringings and um, yeah you know I, I haven't I don't think I've touched on this in this podcast yet because there's not really been a topic to do this on but um, so I come from two very amazing adults in my life, my mum and my dad. 
Um, yeah. They unfortunately didn't have a very happy marriage towards the end and it ended when, so my dad moved out, mum filed for divorce, dad moved out when I was 11 or 12. Um, yeah. And it's funny because that then, you know, you, you, we kind of had that perfect family of like growing up with two adults together, a mum and a dad, parents were married and in yeah. love and I had a younger sibling. Um and we both, so Lewis and I, my younger brother, we both dealt with that completely differently. Lewis went completely yeah. off the rails. You know, we're talking drugs. Nine. Started smoking cannabis at nine years old. So he was a complete, yeah. you know, he was like the rebel, completely just yeah. rebel. Chucked out of school. You name it, he did it. He was just an absolute nightmare. Um, whereas my way of dealing with it, and we've spoken about similar topics to this, actually, yeah. was to form a bubble, a protective bubble. And in that bubble, I just shut down. So that was my way of being like, it's fine. You know, you're gonna get through this and you're gonna get through this in your own way. And my way of dealing yeah. with that was then to have full control. So yeah. I think that you're, you're totally spot on. I think, you know, personalities are, they're there when your baby's born. You start to see, you know, they, they, they push boundaries before they can even walk talk and properly communicate with you they've already developed who they are as a person but it's just making me now think about how you know that they will learn from what we do not what we say so they watch yes, what we do absolutely. and how we respond i mean especially when they're they're younger i mean as you get that a little bit older obviously you're a bit more clued on to what people are saying when they see it etc mm-hmm. however it's very much when you're, especially when your brother was at his age. Yeah, yeah. You're watching everything that's going on. And as soon as something, I mean, that's a difficult age for, as you say, from it to go from what? Mm-hmm. As a kid, everything seeming absolutely fine and perfect mm-hmm. to, or maybe not perfect, but you know what I mean? Like you've, you've got your happy family, mom and dad still there, everything's fine. To remembering it from my point of view, was that you felt like you were stuck between a rock and a hard place mm. because you they were your parents. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they still are. Yeah, That's an awful lot of pressure. Mm. Um, you know, it's an awful lot of pressure for anybody mm-hmm. at any age, never mind as a child, who's supposed to be relying on you entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, because you are their, what's the word I'm looking for? Dependent. You're, you're dependent on them. So yeah, as soon as absolutely. that starts to fall apart, the foundations, mm. you're like, oh my God, mm. what else is going to fall apart? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it's very um, true. It's, it's, it's almost, God, this is like a, a one-on-one therapy session. It is. It's very, yeah. very true in terms of, you know, who you, who you then shape to be as an adult. Because yeah. I think, you know, and, and I've spoken about this with other people as well, but it's almost like you develop a, a sense of being able to cope. And whether that's with, you know, small time life events or, you know, you, you book the wrong flights or you miss your train, you know, these are stressful situations yeah. that yeah. there's there's kind of two peoples within, two people, sorry, within the world. There's the people that will look at that and be like, oh, well, it's a bit crap that happened. But do you know what? Nobody died. It's fine. We'll just book another train. 
And I'm talking yeah. from experience because that happened to me very recently. <laughs> it cost me yeah. a fortune, but nobody died. Um, and then there's the other people who will have a full-blown meltdown and they will yep. not be able to cope with it. And, Absolutely. you know, I'm, I'm the first. I'm the one that just went, oh, you know, 50-minute pity party of bloody hell, it's not great, shitty situation, Adele, missed your train, costing you 130 quid more, deal with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, just deal with it, it's fine, suck it up, life moves on. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think a lot of that is born from the fact that I watched two parents go through, so mum wanted the divorce and dad didn't. So mum very much became a very strong woman, pretty much overnight, because she had to be the sole parent within yeah. you know getting everything sorted and you know everything that comes with that um yeah whereas I watched my dad become a, a like shell of himself to become the man that he was never when I was a child growing up and yeah. the roles reversed so I became the parent in his life and still am very much the parent in his life yeah. so it's funny how I'm just thinking through that now and, and almost I've almost answered the question that I asked you I suppose around yeah. The, you've shaped your, your, your yeah. like, of course it affects you mm. I mean at the end of the day I mean even though people don't think it like to give you an example I have a friend who has had the I say easy she's had an easy lifestyle she's had an easy upbringing her mum and dad are great they've never had a fallout you know, our grandparents were all still alive right up until, like, last year. Mm. Um, you know, she'd never had, you know, she was, she had loads, she had solid friends at school, she never struggled at school, she was, very, she's very content with who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. However, when she then, got, because she was so used, again, so she was, she created this, in her head, she was comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And she'd always been comfortable. And that's what built who she was. She Life was very balanced and very easy. And that's fine and that's great. Everybody's different. So she felt However, that way, right? She felt that way about her own life. What was that? Did she feel that way about her own life? That's, you know, how oh, she yeah, viewed she things. Everything, yeah. was, everything has always been in control with my friend. Up until she, she was, she's very successful in her job and she'd been given a promotion so that she was basically going to be one below top dog. Mm. She was very happy with it. She totally earned it. And I get a phone call from her about 8, 9 o'clock at night. Say, well, I say it was a phone call. She texted me first saying that she couldn't breathe and that she needed to go to hospital. Oh, dear. And I was like, what the hell's happened? What's wrong? Is everything okay? She was like, I, I can't explain. She was like, you're just going to have to come here and take me to A&E. Mm. And I was like, right, okay, so maybe me, I'm jumping straight in the car. I'm trying to phone her and she's like, we'll say, I can't talk, can't breathe, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, just pick up the phone, I say, so I can hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. She was having a panic attack. I was just going to say that, yeah. Nothing to do with her heart. She was, she'd never dealt with stress before mm-hmm. in her life. Mm. So the moment she'd walked into a more stressful job, her body went into breakdown That's because insane. her body, she, literally her entire life, she had not prepared mm-hmm. for stress, mm-hmm. which is a great thing to have as a child. Mm. But in a way, I always say that, again, 
traumatic experience or a different ballgame altogether. But there's nothing wrong mm. with children going through stressful situations at a young age because they have to learn Life. that I hate to say it, life's stressful and it's only going to get worse as, it get, as you get older. You it know? is, it's, it's um, almost making so, me think. So I, I'm, you need to, no, no, I get on. so excited. I'm like, ah! Um, so just tell me to shut it if you're in a, in a role. No, but it on. almost makes me think about how, like, you, as a parent, so I'm looking at this from a, a parent point of view. Yeah. And like I said at the very start of this, you're constantly questioning yourself around, did I say that right? Did I do that right? Ooh, I shouldn't have said it that way. And, oh Christ, I shouldn't have allowed them to do that. And it's like, you almost beat yourself up on a daily basis that by the time you're going to bed at night, you think to yourself, am I doing this right? You know, are they going to end up... The question I would then say to you is, instead of asking yourself the question, am I doing this right? Ask yourself the question, what did I do right today? Mm. What what have I done right? What have they responded well with? Yeah, and yeah. reinforce the fact that you are doing things right. I hate to say it, whether you're up, and this is again, I'm going to kind of use a phrase that you use regularly, but yeah. we change the words. Yeah, a calorie is just a calorie. Yeah, a person is just a person. Parent, child, yeah. friend, foe. You are still a human being. Yeah, you're allowed to make mistakes. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to get it perfect all the time. That's mm-hmm. so long as you're providing, mm-hmm. you're caring, and you're doing your best. You're mm-hmm. a pretty damn good parent. And I think, um, and, <laughs> yeah, like you are. Like you're a fantastic parent. And at the same time, though, instead of doubting whether you're doing things right, you're going to have to. You need to remember mm. they have to learn some of it on their own. Oh, of you course. Know, like, yeah. if, even if you don't get things right, they have to learn. You're not always going to get it right. Because neither are they. No, I know, if, totally. You know, and that's totally normal. I mean, obviously, yeah, we want to... We want to get everything right. I'm not a parent, just so you know, apart from my dog. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do have a lot of experience in this area. Mm. And the best gift I've been given by my parents is the chance to be as independent as I was as young as I was mm. because I would not be the person who I am now without it that's well and that's said. they can and that's one thing that mm. I will be forever grateful for mm-hmm. regardless of who, how it came mm-hmm. I will be forever grateful for that mm-hmm. um it's and true. that's true. why I always say there's nothing wrong with a kid that I've got I'm, I'm the eldest of six mm-hmm. so I hear it all the time you know, bullying or difficulties at school or maybe they're not that great in a class or maybe they're not so good at PE. Good. Enjoy it. Enhance, like, take on that struggle of not being the best at something and head at, go for it tenfold. If you're getting bullied, maybe maybe nip that in the bud. But, you know, they have to go through it mm. because that's what's going to shape them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that would be... Yeah, I would have to say yeah. yes. That's the answer to my question. Yeah, is no, I think it's, it's mindset as a kid definitely affects you growing up. Definitely, and it's something that I think I'm a lot more aware about now. And I think that's why I led with that question because as the girls are growing, we're getting to that point in in kind of life for them where, and it's maybe a little bit more ring fenced for them being twins because they've always yeah. had that natural competitive nature and, and and it's always that way of 
if Clara gets something, Shannon must get. And I always had that mentality myself around, I can't buy Clara trainers and not get Shannon trainers. But then I started to think to myself, but why can't I though? And why can't yeah. I take Clara to the, allow her to do football and, and go to the things she wants to do? They don't have to do everything together because they're a separate no. entity. But yeah, I think back to the point you made then, because it's, it's just, I've jotted it down very quickly there, but it's just sparked something in my mind around allowing children to fail at things. I think that's definitely something as, and I even think back to just when I was a kid, and the amount of sport I did and, you know, I, I played netball, hockey, basketball. I ran for a local running club um, and I wasn't that great at any of it, if I'm honest with you. I just, you know, I wasn't the fastest runner. I wasn't the best netball player. I was always tall for my age. So I got given all the yep. shitty positions and and to me, they looked, you know, I was like, I want to be the goal shoot. I don't want to be the goal defence. Um, yeah. So from that point, I think, you know, I did fail a lot. I wasn't a natural student at school. I used to look at every single one of my friends, including my boyfriend at the time, who were study the night before, get straight A's. And I wasn't. I was the one that had to go through extra support at school for my spelling. I was the, the, you know, when everybody was having breaks at high school, this is, you know, it was humiliating at 13, 14 years old and having to go along to learning support, they called it at the time. And you got given this little book and it was like the book of shame. And you'd have to do additional spelling in your lunch break yeah. to hang with that now. But, you know, it was all things that have shaped who I am now. And I am not embarrassed by the fact that I'm crap at maths and I'm not embarrassed by... Uh. I can tell you, and I was applauded for leaving maths in high school because I was that bad. And I gave up <laughs> in my last year at high school mm-hmm. because I tried and I tried. I had extra tuition. I wanted to get that math because I am very stubborn. Yeah. I'm not somebody who walks away from something lightly. Yeah. But after five years at high school and not being able to master it. Yeah. I managed to get my, it wasn't my higher. Intermediate was, two or something. I, I went to do higher. I got my standard grade, but I wasn't able to get through to the higher. But yeah. I did try. Okay. Um, I did it the first year for fifth year. And it got to the end of the year. My, my teacher was like, look, there's no point in putting you in the exam. We'll just put you in for another year and you can do it next year. Yeah. Well, after, <laughs> after my summer, um. I'd had a good think and I thought, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was like, there was a different when I wanted to do it because I was trying to prove something to yeah. myself. Yeah. When I'd lost the, the will to live with it, yeah. I literally didn't even go to my teacher. I went straight to the head of the school and I says, look, <laughs> this is because I wasn't supposed to change subjects by this point. It right. was all set in stone. Yeah. And I explained the situation. I was like, look, I am never going to pass this class. Put me in business. I'll ace that, no problem. I yeah. said, take me out of maths never said anything to my teacher she moved my the head teacher moved me yeah and I'd gone back to the class <laughs> I went back to the classroom like a week later because I had to hand in my books and I walked into the class and she started applauding me as I walked in the door oh, as if nasty. it was a big type head it was never gonna happen <laughs> 
See, this um, is another thing as well. But she also applauded me for continuing to try. Well, that's but like better. I always try, but that mm-hmm. was, to me, that was where I learned that it's okay to not be good at everything. Yeah. That taught, That was the day because everything else I'd done up until that point, because I've done it for myself, by myself, like I didn't have an awful lot of support. Mm to go back to to help me with these things. I had to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I pushed myself just as the same as anything else I've done to, if I could do 10, I would do 12, 13. Yeah. If I could do, you know, I would always do that little bit, that 10% more. Yeah. um, With all my classes. And math was my first time, my, my first opportunity to be like, Really not worth it, Liz. Really yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And you know what? That's exactly it. And, it. and it's good that you don't see that as failure in like a negative no. sense. Because the one thing that I'm taking from that straight off is that you're a bloody shit hot negotiator. Because you negotiated your way out of a, le- a, 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 a module, a, 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 what, a class and an exam. And yeah. managed to, you know, go into something completely different. And my story's not dissimilar to that, but mine was coming out of intermediate two maths because I was so terrible at it and <laughs> actually um, managing to get the school to do one-on-one Spanish tuition with me, even though it wasn't a subject that they offered. But this, the yeah. French teacher spoke Spanish. So yeah, that's what I did while everybody else did maths. <laughs> it was great. And there was no it's exam so at the end of it. Because, yeah. But do you know, all of these things, they, they do teach us life skills and at the time they might seem really rubbish and that's something that I'm trying to really pull back into the my kids so Clara and Shannon's life now um poor Shannon's been struggling a little bit just in general I think she's just exhausted with the pace of life and again you know I'm I'm very much a let them drive and now and again I'll hit this you know I'll hit the brake and pull the handbrake for them every so often And I think we're kind of at that point now that we're coming up for October break. The girls definitely need it from school. Um, They get a lot of homework and she's just on burnout right now. So we've had a few little teary breakdowns and she doesn't know what's wrong. And um, it's, yeah, I think we're just, we're at that point now where again, every time that one of my girls gets upset or something happens, I automatically go into mum mode of, what could I have done better? What have I done that's maybe caused that? And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that are nodding going, yep, exactly the same. You know, it's yeah, it's one of these things where as a parent, and I suppose, you know, I can't speak for as a dad because I'm not one, so I don't know how they think. Yeah. But, but as a mum, you certainly almost feel that additional responsibility and pressure to get it right of course you do. it's maternal yeah that's completely natural of course yeah. of course i mean that makes complete sense like it makes complete sense and actually something i would actually say to you about trying to go through a difficult time do they have a diary no not journal no. it's a different ball game no, but she does have one you could maybe not teach them to. at this maybe teach them at this age a have idea. a diary yeah. so if they're maybe having that day where they are having a sort of difficulty go and write down it go and write about it yes yeah, because a good they'll idea. probably they'll start consciously going through it more but in a better way than mm. what they're actually thinking about it in their head because it'll be on paper mm. and if you yeah. can if they then say to you one day 
they don't know how they feel. Say, well, do you maybe want me to have a little look at what you've written in your diary or go and write it in your diary and then maybe show me. Mm-hmm. Or you can maybe show me tomorrow or whatever when you feel yeah. happier to talk about it. Yeah. And it's because obviously I journal every single day. I didn't mm-hmm. used to use a diary, but I do journal every single day. And the difference is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's like obviously not calling it a journal for them when they're younger, but Telling them mm. to have a little diary, and mm-hmm. you could even get one of the little pretty ones with a wee padlock, so they know it's secure. So yeah. they know it's their their place mm-hmm. to put mind to paper, and instead of having everything sitting up in their head, which is stressful for anybody at any age, mm-hmm. to just try and put it, put words to it, mm-hmm. because that's where kids tend to have an issue, especially especially teenagers teenagers, I would say, but. As they're going in from, as they're get going through that growth spurt with hormones and difficult mm-hmm. children and difficult years at school and stuff like that, they don't know how because it's all a new process mm-hmm. that their mind doesn't always work alongside them. This is their chance to learn. Right? Okay, I now need to just learn how to put words mm-hmm. to what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. And maybe teach them. It's it sounds really it sounds really silly, but your feelings aren't always connected to your thoughts, and your thoughts aren't always connected to your feelings. Like there could be days that I'm feeling really stressed, mm-hmm. but I feel fantastic in the brain. Mm-hmm. Like my head, like I feel I'm looking forward to this, I'm looking forward to that, but my my heart's going like the clappers because I'm stressed at work. Yeah, that doesn't mean that that they, they're not always working together Mm -hmm. so it's learning teaching them right okay i'm thinking this i'm feeling that do they really have anything to do with each other possibly not Mm -hmm. i'm and learning that anxiety can also feel like excitement Mm -hmm. so training them that when you're stressed or you're feeling anxious tell yourself you're feeling excited and you'll soon feel excited Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's just being more aware of the, again, self-awareness is everything and diaries and journals are the best way to become self-aware. And I would say any age is capable of doing it. Yeah, any absolutely. Age. I think it's a, it's a really, really, really good, I'm going to take it away as an action and definitely work it with them because my two yeah. are definitely right brain girls like me. So they're very, you know, the the like the more create so maybe those of you that are listening that are not familiar with what that means they kind of the right brain left brain terminology so those with the right brain are a lot more creative they like colors they're into more kind of pictures and graphs and that's how they like to see things that's how they take things in hence why my left brain is so rubbish at things like sciences and um math so anything to do with fractions you've lost me spreadsheets with lots of numbers on it i switch off so it's something that within my nutrition profession i've had to learn to work because i'm dealing with a lot of numbers and what i do yeah i'm dealing with a lot of when i'm coaching clients it's working through working out what their bmr is and working out what their um, macro and micro split needs to be and you know there's a lot of different bits within that but i suppose going back to what you've said it's about training the brain to almost work through those so where my left brain's not my strength i know that but it doesn't mean i can't do something and i think that's that's what i work through with the girls 
and you know yeah. try to explain to them when they come back and they get frustrated at something or you know I can't do that mum I'm like well don't ask mum because I can't do it either I'm really bad at math yeah. and then it's boosting them to say but yeah. you can do it you know more than than mum yeah, does yeah of course so yeah but I think yeah probably off on a tangent with that one but it's interesting I think because the point you've just made is something that I already do myself so yeah I should be thinking and the about thing it is, for them they will watch you mm. doing it as well so when yeah. you say to them right today we're gonna go to WH Smith we're gonna go and get yourself a nice wee diary so that you can sit and write down your daily thoughts in your diary. You mm. can even, because they're quite creative, mm-hmm. you could even set them up a chart so that in the morning or when they come home from school, they could, like, so say, because you know how normally you get, like, your chores charts and stuff yeah. like that, and you've got Monday to Friday, and you've got this, 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 and this to do. Well, you could do, like, a Monday to Saturday chart of how they're feeling mm-hmm. and what they're thinking. And you can maybe like have two two banners for thinking and feeling, maybe have a happy face, a smiley face, or a sad face, or whatever they're feeling. Or even just like a, a pen or something that they could jot it down. It's just, it's helping them understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of their frustration is they haven't got a clue what their body's trying to tell them. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I've been there, I know how that feels. And it's... The difference with your girls, which is fantastic, they've got somebody who's paying attention. They've got somebody who's aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and is going to give them the few tools that's required to help them work along the process. Took me a lot longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get on the straight and narrow until I was about oh, 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is no word of a lie. Yeah. And I was at 21, 22 before my brain or before I started becoming friends with my brain and what I was good at and my mindset and I had gone through I'd been with account I'd been with counsellors from the age of six Mm -hmm. right up until I couldn't get a counsellor anymore because of my age which was at 18 Mm -hmm. and I then had psychiatrists I did CBT I had therapists and right up until I was about 19, 20, until it took me to decide, mm-hmm. I've had enough, this is, I, I can't do, uh, I got myself into, well, I didn't get correction, I didn't get myself into a bad situation, however, I was keeping myself in a bad situation because I could have left a lot, lot earlier than I had, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the trigger that kind of went off my head, I was like, what the hell am I doing, like, I'm now big enough and ugly enough to make decisions for myself mm-hmm. and I deserve better than this and I'm going to work harder. And yeah, so it's, I know a lot of the tools that kids can use. It's translating them. I'm not a parent, so it's translating it to children that, you know, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. all serious all the time. No, when they don't, when they're writing in their diary, they write down all the great things that are going on that day. Teach Mm -hmm. them how to have an attitude of gratitude. That write three things every single day that they're so grateful for, and one fantastic thing that's happened that day. Mm -hmm. Even if it's been a bad day, tell me one good thing that's happened that day. It's not been that bad a day, then has it? Yeah. Well, we do that. I I think they do get a bit frustrated with me sometimes because if they're having any type 
of I've got a, a, a quote and a saying that I'll say to them all the time and I've done it ever since they were toddlers like probably before yeah. they could even understand me but regardless and it always does put a smile on their face and it stops the tears and snotters and tantrums but yeah. so my way of dealing with it is to you know what's happened they'll tell me what it is and I listen to them for a bit and then I'll say okay so did anybody die and then they go yeah no mum nobody died I know it's fine and it's you know and it kind of works but not saying that you know for those of you that are listening not saying that that's the solution to pulling your toddlers yeah. or anybody out of tantrums but certainly perspective and they understand yeah, that absolutely. you know I do a, a daily gratitude so every morning on my Instagram stories it's normally a picture of my feet or a video of my feet and it's something that I'm grateful for that morning and it very much ranges, you know, it can range from I'm grateful for the love yeah, I have but... with family or I'm equally grateful for coffee. You know, that's life, right? Yep. Absolutely praise the Lord, there's coffee in the world. Oh God, yeah. So, it. yeah, it's about, again, you know, that, So I, I suppose back to what we were we were saying at the start, you know, that they kind of learn through watching, not by what you say, they watch what you do. Yep. And that's definitely something I'm very mindful about because I'm not perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. None person. of us are. <laughs> nope. There's no perfect parent. There's no perfect woman. There's no perfect nope. anybody or anything. We do our best. And yes, yeah, sometimes we muck it up. And as I say, you're, one thing you can take away from it is you know you're, they're going to be fine. And you know they're going to grow up independent. Mm. They're going to grow up empowered. They're going to grow up with very much, you know, drive to do what they want to do yeah because they've got a mum who's yeah. very who lives and breathes that lifestyle so that is they are watching that is going to itch into them no matter what you say or do whether yeah. you make a mistake or not that is ultimately what's going to be bred into them and there's exactly and what gives me the fear of god because there's so many and sorry to interrupt you there but there's no, so many people parents you know carers guardians within the world that don't live this lifestyle and that don't have this view or this mindset um yeah and it very much then is what gives me the kind of that's that's where my nervous passion exists because it almost yep. creates that you know shake a person moment to say you need to you need to enable you need to empower your children to be able to make those mistakes to be able to fall and cut their knees and to be able to you know we're so risk adverse in this world in this day and age right now that we need to allow them to trip up and experience what it's like for you know i hear ridiculous stories about um one of the local football teams for example playing a tournament and every single child being awarded with a medal and it's like well but they've not done anything. Yeah, and I and I get it. Like I, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. You you don't want you don't want screaming snotty kids after an event, thinking that they've lost. But equally, it's like when you play something like that, there's winners and losers. And you yeah. might you know for those of you and listening you suck to this, it up and you deal with it. yeah, you might be listening to this thinking, oh my god, what a harsh woman you are. But for me, it's 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 looking at it to say that thinking back to me because I kind of grew up with that sportswoman mentality of doing lots of different sports and even now you know on a stage when you're doing your your comp so with Lucy and I both being bikini competitors on stage 
you're not you're not awarded some of these big trophies and medals if you don't hit the top three. Unless you win. Yeah. So it's like first, second and third place and that's and, and the yeah, rest of you haven't. And I think for for understanding that even from childhood right through to adulthood is that losing isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's it's a way of, of us not. learning. In my opinion and this is kind of what I was touching on before, in my opinion, the best thing that could happen is you have to lose in life at times. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the best thing that's ever going to happen to you because, yeah, one, it teaches you what you're good at. Two, the best part is it teaches you what you're not so good at. Yeah, true. Maybe it's somewhere that some, there's certain areas there that you need to be working on, things that you can progress in, yeah. things that you can, you know, build that self-development. Mm-hmm. that doesn't happen if you get everything right and you win everything all the time so true life's going to become extremely boring if you're winning everything all the time totally yeah no you're totally you're absolutely right you're you're totally spot on with that i like it so yeah yeah feeling your absolutely. way through life <laughs> what's that feeling your way through life oh gosh yeah. i mean that well yeah that's pretty much my motto just go go with the flow go, go with the flow <laughs> and hope see what nah. happens um yeah, no, I would definitely mm. say that obviously succeeding and, you know, achieving things and achieving your goals, it's so important. And obviously that's what we are all after and mm. it will happen, but you have to take the good with the bad. Like, it's just the way it is. Mm. Um, nothing's ever going to be peach keen all the time. And whether you're in fitness, whether you're a parent, whether you're, whether you're the child, yeah. <laughs> it's never gonna go straight. It's never gonna go your way all the time. That's one thing that I was taught by my granddad when I was younger. It doesn't always go your way. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you deal with it. If it doesn't always go your way, that's fine. Like mm-hmm. that's life. Learn from it. Um, yeah, so true. And yeah, I would definitely Actually, say it's just, and you're doing a cracking job. So oh, thanks, babe. I, I do try. But yeah, I don't get it right all the time. And I freely hold my hands up. You know, I do have bad meltdowns myself, a bit of an adult tantrumer. But, you know, I'm I'm not sorry for that. It's who I am. And I don't apologise to anyone for it. But um, so something that's just popped into my mind, and I'm not going to say any names, because I'd, I'd probably like to protect a little bit about who these people are. But um, people that are within my family network, uh-huh. It's, it's just come to my mind and it's it's a perfect example of when parenting can just negatively impact a teenage child or a teenage yep. adult or adolescent. Um, but there's been some kind of stories, and I'll just share it as I know it, but there's been some stories shared with me around over the last few years, and this has stemmed from when this child was young, right through now mm-hmm. until that child and I'm not going to say whether it's a, a male or female of course, right absolutely, through until that, that teenager has now hit teenage life and is at high school yeah. and what's kind of happened from there is that the parents far too closely mollycoddled and would stop that person doing certain things would say yes or no and it was always on the parents terms um, pushed a lot of additional things on them whether it be through 
education, whether it be through um, so academia or whether it was through recreation yep. and doing different things. It was all kind of led for them because it was the lifestyle yep. that they wanted to have rather yep. than what that person, that, that adult, that teenager wanted to have. And yep. ultimately what's happened over the last few years is that that teenager now has such severely deep-rooted anxiety, depression and fear of life that they cannot leave the house and they cannot, they do not have a social circle as such. They do not have, and they're starting to find them. Because they don't have a self, they don't have their own identity. Absolutely. And I think it's just something that, again, I'm not saying that, you know, again, there's no perfect parenting. They've done the job that they thought was right at the time, but the knock-on effect of that, of, you know, up to, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 years of this happening, is that that person now has no life as a teenager because yeah. they're not experiencing the things they should be doing, you know, not condoning it, but things like underage drinking, going out and enjoying, like, all of the things they shouldn't be doing at that age, but ultimately yeah. should be because it builds you as a person. So... It was it was more a point than a question. It was more just to highlight that we influence through everything we do as an adult. We influence our children Absolutely. through how we potentially push additional studying on them, whether that's through private tutorials or, you know, for example, or additional homeworks or you know, come weekends and evenings that we're potentially saying, you know what, you need to do additional football practice because you need to be better. Yeah. I personally, and this is just my viewpoint on this, and I'm quite happily shot down by anybody that doesn't take the same opinion, but I personally don't think that we as the parent or the adult in the child's life should ever dictate what sport they do, what education they need further assistance with. Because I'll be quite frank with you, as my girls grow, if they decide to leave school after fourth year, as long as they have some kind of plan and they're not sitting sponging off of my bank account, then I'm quite happy for them to make that decision, whether it's yep. self-employment or they want to go and work for someone. Because yep. the way that modern life See, is going now... exactly what you were saying there is exactly what I was saying at the very, very beginning. And the issue that's, that what's gone wrong there is... That person's personality has been killed out of them. Mm-hmm. That they have been born with a personality. They've been born with that core within them. Mm-hmm. And by potentially forcing a certain way of what they should be doing, what they should be liking, mm-hmm. how their life should be looking, they've lost themselves along the way. It's so and sad, isn't it? then, yeah, that would 100% build mm. severe depression Just massively suppressed. Because yeah. there's, no, um, there's no confidence of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, their life is a massive question mark because growing up, they've had that, the, the, the questions answered for them. They've never had to build, they've never had to yeah. give an answer. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, like, it is so important that I I one hundred percent agree with you mm. that the 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 risk there's a there's obviously the risks both ways the risk of 
being in charge and mm. dictating what your children do, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to lose a part of them along the way. Yeah. Whereas if you encourage personality and their their inner self to come out, mm. that obviously comes with risks as well because mm. you never know where that's going to lead. But at the yeah. end of the day, bringing them out doesn't necessarily mean you're not watching over them and guiding them and supporting them and stuff like that but they have to make the mistakes and the only way they can do that is by bringing themselves out making them mistakes as themselves along the way and be like ah okay maybe shouldn't speak like that to certain people maybe shouldn't act like that in certain circumstances Mm -hmm. okay i've tried this didn't like it never going to try that again no it's so true and And it it does make you kind of want like I I'm just a bit of a a thinker a deep thinker with things like that and it does just make me I'm not going to use the word worry because it's not my worry it's not for me to worry about but it does make me I suppose a little bit upset and a bit of anguish around the fact that that person like what is their future and that's not for you to answer but you know what I mean it's like what what brings their their future joy yeah. and that they are so suppressed as a young adult now that who knows what the hell's going to happen but anyway I don't want to end this yeah I don't want to end this on a massive low like that so no. um I think for anyone that, that that has enjoyed this episode I mean Lucy and I could literally talk till the cows come home on, on different topics yeah <laughs> Um, so we probably will just just end it there. I think we're probably at about fifty minutes or so now. Anyway, what I would no probably probably say then to people, I will pop Lucy's um, podcast link into the comments section, so that if you want to jump on and listen to more of the spectacular topics and areas of expertise that Lucy has, then you can absolutely do that. Um, I'll also pop her handle, her Instagram handle in there so you can jump on and follow her content as well for any further topics that maybe tickle your fancy. But I have a bit of a fun question that I want to end this on because I think it's been quite a severe topic to chat through. And yeah, I'm about to go and just, you know, it's half half nine at night. I'm about to go and get my PJs on and just chill out and get Sean to squeeze my feet because they're sore. But my so yeah you're gonna laugh at this because I don't think I've preambled this one with you but okay I was um I was listening to one of the Gary V podcasts I listen to him quite regularly so one of the ones this morning and he was talking about I refer to it as the sliding do you know are you familiar with the sliding doors movie with Gwyneth Paltrow in it no okay so ultimately what happens in this movie is it's been so long since I've watched it but literally it's it's one of those movies where if the doors hadn't closed and they'd got on the train what would the what life would have been there you know? so it's that whole like it's almost like a yeah. bit of a like if I'd only just got on that bus what would have happened if I'd only just turned left instead of right what would my life be right now so that type yeah. of thing so my question to you is and the way that Gary V had kind of positioned it and I was wetting myself it was so funny was about, you know, you're dead, which sounds severe, stay with me. You're dead and you end up in heaven or the afterlife, whichever you believe in. And you get the opportunity to ask some questions around topics that have always bugged the life of you that you just wanted to know the answer to. So if you had the opportunity in that kind of sliding doors moment to say, 
in the afterlife, you know, if I'd turned left, what would my life be like? So what would your okay. question be if you had the opportunity to ask that type of question? What's something that's okay. always bugged you that you've maybe wanted to know about your own life? I think about things like this all the time. I am so random, but I literally do. Hmm. Like if only I'd got the earlier train. That's that's a that's a very good question. Yeah. Okay. I've got two answers. Ooh, this is exciting. Love it. I've got two answers. Yeah, go. One's a bit more serious, one's a bit more exciting. Alright, do the serious so, one I, first. <laughs> it's, it's not really a it's not really a serious one. It's just would I be the person I am now? Yeah. If my mum and dad had stayed together. Okay, interesting. That's that's the first one. Yeah. But the second one is, if I had a bloody dog, would I still be living in Scotland? Oh, <laughs> if I didn't yeah. have Roxy and I hadn't got Roxy, yeah. would I still be here? Because obviously I speak a lot about that I want to travel and stuff like that. And the main thing that has kept me here is her. However, I've got lots of things set in stone now that I'm quite excited for. Yeah. So... Yeah, like there's there's oh there's so many things I could so many things I could ask. All right. So on the two I would ask that, a million different questions. On the two you've just um, given me then, I'm gonna say this this is kinda how we're gonna end it because this wasn't a, it was a bit of a loaded question. Um so the first one you can't do anything about. No, absolutely. The second not. one, you absolutely can if you want to. And I'm just gonna leave that oh, with a mic drop. Absolutely. Well, I do. I am going to do a bit of traveling. However, I think Scotland's my home. <laughs> mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. The world is smaller you than you think. The future is all, and that's what I'm saying. It's exciting because yeah. the thing is, I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm so excited for my future, whatever happens. Good. Um, Love it. And to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't want to know the answer to the first one because I'm happy with how my life's turned out now. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's made you who you are, right? It shapes you into the human being and the lovely, beautiful human being that you are. So thank you so, so much for coming on to the podcast. And I no, really, really, really Thank hope... you for having me on. No, you're totally, honestly, anytime. We chat so much that it was inevitable that we had a, a conversation around oh, stuff absolutely. like this. absolutely. So, absolutely. And I've loved the topics. Very, good. very interesting. Good, I'm glad. I hope, I hope I've given some insight. Good. Even a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you've found it beneficial. Um, as always, I absolutely appreciate your likes and comments. So please do get in touch if there's any further questions or anything that you really want to hear more on, or even generally, if there's anything in this topic that you've agreed or disagreed with, I love to hear from you. So please do get in touch if there's anything you want to chat through or raise. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, morning, evening, whatever time of day it is. And I will speak to you in the next episode.